There is a space where you are all you need, where you are all you want. All there is is here. Welcome to the Source Connection, conversations about who we truly are, the possibilities of creation and the new earth we are birthing, with your host, Tara Long and Liz B. Welcome to one more episode of The Source Connection. I'm your host, Liz B, here with my co-host, Tara Long, and our very special guest, Lizelle Zieger. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's take a moment to arrive in this space that we are inhabiting. In this now moment, I invite you to close your eyes, if you can. Don't do it if you're driving. Find a comfortable place to rest. Be sitting down, laying, or standing, whatever feels right to you in this moment. Start deepening the breath. Start activating the three chambers of the lungs, the abdominal, the chest, and the clavicular, really growing into your internal space. If you feel called to it, place a hand on your heart. And just feel the in and out breath for a while. Noticing how active the mind is. Noticing how the bodies are feeling. An opportunity to inhabit more of yourself in this moment. See if you can notice your heart beating.
Before we finish, imagine there's a big ball of golden light above your head. And imagine that big ball of golden light just radiates and it embraces all of you and all of what's around you. And as I invite you to open your eyes, see that golden ball of light above our heads, and let's just meet in this space. I hear the birds. Thank you for bringing the birds. Yes. So, Lizelle, where are you in the world? Yes, so I am in Hawaii. I am on the island of Oahu, and I live in the city of Kailua. Awesome. Could you give us a brief introduction about your quest and what brings you to this present moment? Well, I know that I'm here to help humanity rise. I know that we are in a big shift energetically and that a lot of us are being called from the woodworks um, to rediscover our light rediscover our truth, remember that, and meet people along the way who can help us get back to that space of who we truly are. And I know that I'm one of those people, and uh, that's literally why I'm here today and what brought me to you lovely ladies. Yes. <laughs> yes, welcome, light sister. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just telling Liz before the call, because um, Lizelle and I have known each other for, for quite a few years now. Yeah. Um, I was trying to explain your like presence that you have, like, because I'll watch your stories on Instagram. You're just very like rooted. And she's like the laser light. I'm like, yes, that's what it's like a laser light. You're just like, boom, I said like, boom, or something to people. So I got chills when you said that. I've never yeah. write that down. Laser light. I am a laser light. <laughs> I am well, the laser light. The way, the way she described, because I asked her, I don't remember what I had asked, but she said, and then she went like this, and I said, oh, like a laser light. And she was like, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there you go. Your new Instagram handle is Lizelle Laser Light. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I love that. <laughs> so you... um Correct me if I'm wrong. You are a divine purpose coach. Yes. A manifestation mentor. I always have a curiosity and I'd like for you to explain to us when, because I hear the word coach a lot. I've never had an experience with a coach myself. And so how do you define that um, in your work and in your presence? And what does that mean to you? Um. The way I choose to explain it, it's always so far has been one-on-one. -on -one. Um, but the analogy that I use is, you know, let's say you're a client and you're like, I don't know if I want to work with a coach. I'm not sure if I'm ready. I don't know if this is for me. I don't, I don't know. Um, the way that I explain this and shed light on it is 
I remind you that you're walking a path, you're walking your personal path in life, you're walking your own journey. And so am I. Um, I just happen to be at a point in my journey where I feel like I'm ready to help guide others. So for those people, so I'm walking my path, and those people who cross mine, they're wondering if they if it would help them to have somebody by their side as they continue to move forward in the path that's meant for them, or if they want to continue, you know, testing out, you know, what's over there and just kind of exploring. Some people want to do that while others are like, no, get me to where I'm going now because I don't have time to waste and I'm ready to be who I am meant to be. So uh, the way I explain it is you're walking your journey. I'm walking mine. When you choose to work with me as a coach, I'm going to hold space for you, which means I'm going to let you talk. And I'm going to let your mind go and, and say all the things. And I'm not going to think while you're talking. I'm going to let you speak and then respond in a way that allows you to see what you're thinking. Because most people are talking from up here. They don't know what's coming out. So they don't know how their words and how their actions are affecting the universe in a way. So as a coach, I get to pack your backpack for the journey that I see that you're going on. I'll pack you extra water. I'll pack you extra socks. I'll pack you extra snacks. I'll pack you your guitar if you play guitar. I'll pack you extra things that you need as an individual that's going to help you feel comfortable, safe, seen, loved, heard, appreciated as you are walking your journey. And as you go, I'll be like, go, you can do it. <laughs> and then when there's a big rock in the way, I'll be like, put your right hand higher. Yeah. <laughs> More, more other right and I'm the one guiding you but I'm not doing the work for you so that's how I explain being a coach um I don't do the work for you but I let you discover that you can do it yourself so that when we're done you're completely empowered you're so excited and you've already manifested so much that you've been wanting to one day I will but you've already done it now and since you've done what you've done with me you could do it for yourself and you could help others as well bless you <laughs> fun bless you for packing those backpacks <laughs> it's so fun it is isn't it I yeah. love it yeah. yeah I know is that my I feel like my main role as a coach is a mirror like you were talking about it's just like here's what you may not be able to see as clearly as someone who's able to reflect that back to you and that yes all of those yeah. other things mm -hmm. um so you use the word manifestation I know mm -hmm. that's your Instagram is how to manifest and all of that. And that's such a loaded word, right? And ah. like, like spiritual, like woo woo, new age stuff. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> so what is, what would you say is like, um, your perception of manifestation and how is that alike? How is that like kind of the mainstream law of attraction and what might be different, mm. and, you know? Yeah. Um, so first I'll start with what I think the mainstream idea of manifesting is, and then I'll share how I see it personally. Um, and then through my practice and then also with the people that I work with on Instagram. So the way that I see, I'll just say mainstream explains manifesting is you think positive thoughts and then the thing that you want shows up and it's like, like three and a half percent of the story. Right. Really wrong. But you're missing like like the entire um like iceberg. Like there's right. so much. Um so the way that I see manifesting now that that I've been coaching people for 
when did I really start doing the, the manifesting piece? Like 2007, no, 2018. So three years of really deep in the manifestation. That's when I created the account in 2018. Um, because I saw my life. I was living in Hawaii. I'm not from here. I'm from California. And I was doing the nine to five thing. And I, eh, great. You know, I was what I call surviving at a high level. Mm. So nothing was wrong, but there was a lot missing. And I knew that in my heart and my soul, but I just didn't know what I knew there was more. I didn't know what. So when I was in 2018 and I was living in my dream place, Hawaii, um, I had my twins and I manifested twins. Um, I had my husband, we were living on the water, Tara remembers. Yeah. And it was just so beautiful. And I was like, if I could manifest this, like anybody can. But what they're putting out, you know, on manifestation, like there's so much more to it. So I'm going to start sharing with people what it is and how to do it. And really the way I see what manifesting really is, it's, it's having a mindset of allowing. Mm. Period. Because you can, you can learn and, and you could, you know, release things and you could, you could do all of that stuff. But if you're not actually and intentionally allowing in what you want, it's not going to come. <laughs> it's not. Yes. Yeah. It's not, that's it. That's it. So all the trying, the hoping, the wishing, the praying, the, the you know, the affirmations and the mirror work, like that's great. But you also have to be clear with the universe about what it is that you want. And then when the opportunity shows up, maybe it's a doorway, maybe it's a box. It's not always going to be the thing unraveled on a silver platter, but it shows up and you have to allow it in. Mm. I deeply resonate with that because I feel like last year has been, since last year and even before last year, one of the biggest lessons for me has been surrendering and allowing. And I didn't know that there was a clear missing piece of the whole manifestation process because I have been exposed to the idea of manifestation through The Secret and then Abraham Hicks. And it was always so interesting to hear Esther talk about and like, just don't do the thing that you do. And you're like, okay, if I knew how not to do the thing that I do, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. Therefore, how does this work? And I love that you're saying like, all right, there is a piece here that's being shared and that's being devoured by people. But what about everything else? Otherwise, everybody would be manifesting everything that they wanted and everything would be being created at a level. And that's not really what we see out there for the most part. And so how do we create or what are the steps into a mindset, as you said, of allowing? How do yeah. we do that? <sighs> Well, the first, like when you really want to get like deep in it, one of the foundational pieces, and Tara actually helped me with this, is discover who you're not. Mm. Too many people, too many, <laughs> think that they're this, this character, this idea, these roles, this name, this birth date, this star sign, they think they're this label. And when they try to put themselves into like this infinite, you know, I, I'm all these things, but they're attached to the, 
the stickers, um, they're fighting with themselves and they don't allow themselves to step into the life that they're born to live. Wow. They're stuck with, hello, my name is, I'm a mom, right? Or, hello, my name is, I'm a, whatever your job title is at work. And so they don't realize that they're limiting themselves, even though they're trying so hard to be so much more than that. And that's where the biggest struggle is, is helping realize that they're more than just wow. enter, enter whatever it is here, enter label. Yes, I love that, Lizelle, as you know, I'm so, <laughs> I'm all about the dropping it all, and then, like, and then this, like, manifestation process it is really just allowing, as you said, and, and it's, I found over the years for me and my experience with manifestation, because I've done all the things, right, and, like, then even years ago, like, oh, I'm not doing it right, or I'm, like, having a negative thought, so then it's ruining everything, oh, you know, yeah. all those, all those things, those myths that, that we um, that we do. And, and for me, when I actually like really stop even wanting certain things, not, there's not that there's anything wrong with that. Like knowing what you want is that's like a beautiful, like that's a very essential step. Yeah. And I still go, okay, yes, I want this. Like now I'm car shopping. I'm like, Ooh, I want this and I want it to be this color, you know? So yeah. of course, um, however, when I'm not attached to even that, and I totally know and trust, like deep within me with absolutely zero doubt, which of course has been a journey to get to as well, that whatever is arising in, in my world and my illusion is what's perfect for me in that moment. And I don't have to actually think about it very much or like really do anything. <laughs> it's like, you know, so that trust for me has been the biggest, that faith that we are this bigger thing. We are our source, whatever you want to call it. And so when we tap into that infinite intelligence, it's like, we can just literally take our hands off the wheel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. What is that song? Like Jesus take the wheel. Yes. Yeah. Like that's it. I don't have to do anything. So literally. I don't know. Can you explain maybe your journey of like manifestation and how that's looked for you and where, you know, what you feel now? Yeah. Well, I can share my journey to Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> that was a journey. Um, so I was born and raised in California. And then the first time I came to Hawaii was in 1999 with my family on a family vacation. We went to Maui and then we went to Oahu. And on that trip, people, just so many people would ask, oh, are you, you're from here? Like, you're just going on a staycation? And all four of us, me, my parents, and my younger brother were like, no, with like these wide eyes, like, no, they think we're here. We're from here. This is so cool. Because um, we're Filipino and we look like we're from here. Um, and then we got to, so we started in Maui and then we came to Oahu, to this island. And that's where, this is where all the all the things are, right? Diamond Head, Waikiki, North Shore, like Pearl Harbor, uh, Honolulu, all the, the hula, you know, all the sunset, all the things. And it was so like, wow. And I remember getting on the plane to go back to LAX and I had the window seat and the plane was like lifting off and you could, so when you leave Hawaii, you see Waikiki and you see Diamond Head and it's like your last views of the island. And I remember feeling this really, really weird feeling that I was leaving home. Mm. And I was like, why do I feel like this? I was 16 years old. Why do I feel like I'm leaving home? This is so weird. 
I, and I was like, and it hurt my heart and it was like, but I'm going home. And I was having this, like, probably the first, actually, now that I think about it, probably the first conversation or interaction I had with my higher self or my soul. Cause I was like, I don't know what this is. And of course I was bawling. And my brother's like playing his video game, like not even <laughs> hearing. And, <I> was like, <laughs> I was like, and then ever since then, I'm like, I'm going to live in Hawaii one day. I'm going to live it. I'm going to live there. I'm going to live there. And I was so attached to it. And I, I, I streamed um, Hawaiian radio. I, I decorated everything in my house with all the lays that we brought from the house. I had my like sarong with the, the, the designs and, and everything. And I always wore a flower and people thought I was from Hawaii. And I would say, no, I'm not. And they'd give me a weird look. And I'm like, well, you don't know. You don't know. And and I was so attached and it, it, I continued that through college and then after college and then through my uh, like grad school. And I was trying so hard to get a job here, to go to college here, to do a field work in my grad school here, to do as much as I could. I was so focused. I was so like, if you were watching the video, my hands are like total fists on like Hawaii again. I'm so tight. And and it didn't work. It didn't work every single time. It was a no, there's no room or no, you're not accepted or no, there's no jobs available or no, like all these no's. And I'm like, oh, okay, maybe it's not time. But I didn't understand anything spiritual, law of attraction, anything. I just thought, okay, maybe I just need to be older. Maybe I need to be married. Maybe I need to, I don't know, do all these things. And then after a while, I actually did let it go. I was like, okay, well, maybe I have to actually be here. Maybe I'm going to retire there and it's just going to. That's just what it is. Maybe, maybe that's my vacation spot. Like maybe I'll have a second property there or something. I completely let it go. Um, and then, so by that, by that time, so now I was, eh, I don't know, early thirties. Um, my husband and I were gonna, we were, no, we weren't married yet. We were engaged and we wanted to move to Hawaii or, or I planted the seed. <laughs> <laughs> but his family always went to Hawaii too. So it was, it was all good. It wasn't like random. Mm -hmm. And he's like, sure. Yeah. Let's look at buying a house there. We had a condo in Orange County and then let's look at buying a house. Didn't end up working out. We ended up having to stay in California and I'm like, Oh, <laughs> and we still had our tickets to go house hunting here. So when the time came, we were like, well, let's, you know, we're still going to go. Let's just make it a vacation. And I thought, well, what if we made it like a, like a wedding venue, like exploration trip? And he was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, his family's in Northern California. My family's in Southern California. So either way, 50% is going to travel. Might as well, why not have everyone travel, go to white. So we found our venue and I was like, oh, I can have my dream wedding in Hawaii. Something's working out. This is great. Um, so we had it here. It was awesome. Went back. Oh, then we had our honeymoon and we were like, we, we island hopped and we were like, how do we make this our real life? Because we were looking around. Okay. We were staying on an organic farm in Kauai and then we stayed in a oceanfront condo in Kona with the sunset view right there mm. orange pink and then we stayed in a tree house in volcano on the big island and we were like we have to make this work somehow it's gonna work um so a year after that is when we were like 
we were working really hard at our nine to fives. I was working in the medical field. He was working in leasing um, in finance. And we were both doing really, really well in our jobs. We had the cars. We had the nice cars. We had the nice house. We had all, all, all the things that people think every, that makes everybody happy. Our friends would come over and they're like, oh, when I grow up, I want to be like you. Oh, my God, this is my dream house. Oh, my God, I love your car. It was like all of that. And it was like, okay, but we were like empty, right? So mm-hmm. after a year after a year after we got married, so we were like, how are we going to make this work with our jobs? We were like you know, we could just drop everything, sell everything, quit everything, and then just move to Hawaii and then start (laughs) fresh there. We don't have kids. We don't have any ties here. And so, I mean, other than all our family and friends and everybody we ever knew, (laughs) but there's more people in Hawaii, right? So we're like, okay, let's do it. So it worked out because we sold our house in like two weeks in Orange wow. County. Nice. And then we sold 90% of everything we owned. We sold our cars. Oh my God, I had an amazing car. And we packed up six luggages. And <gasps> our dog, Sylvester. Sylvester. This little seven pound Yorkie on my lap in the plane. Oh. And now we're here. and how I manifested all of this was I let it go I trusted that I was gonna come here but I had no control over the how and I had no control over the when I just literally had to let it go just put it way over there as soon as I did that what I believe is I released the neediness Mm. of the energy I had around Hawaii and the and then Hawaii said oh look she's finally calm she can come now (laughs) (laughs) and like it felt the the grip of the hands just released (laughs) I was like oh okay yeah sure just come (laughs) yeah Yeah, you gotta be chill you gotta be real chill if you're gonna be going to live in Hawaii so (laughs) Yeah. So that's how I, that's to me, like personally, like the whole like journey of that. Right. And like when we're a leader, when we're a light worker, when we're somebody who's a role model or some, something, someone that's out of the box and ready to be seen, you have to go through this like hero's journey of like climbing up this mountain and and bumping into rocks and hitting dead ends. You have to, because how else are you supposed to guide others up to to their mountaintop? So that's how I feel about manifestation and what it is and what letting go really means. It was so intense, but once you get it, oh, you get it, and things just start flying into your lap. Oh, yeah, I'm liking this. In the, <laughs> let's, let's, tune, let's tune that into the state of the world right now, because personally, I feel like there is a higher calling for me to be closer to nature, to yeah. be in the rhythm with mother earth in a way that's grander than what I can experience in my box in the middle of Los Angeles. Um, And there's always that question of how do you do this? And well, I can run, but I can hide. And so everything just feels so inflamed right now in so many different ways, anywhere you look. And 
what does that process, I guess I'm trying to come up, I don't know if it's a question or just an observation, but the act of surrendering, even getting clearer on where to go to seems confusing to me at the moment. So it's not like I have that clarity of like, that's exactly where I would like to go. I know what sparks interest in my spirit. And when I hear Mexico, I go, yeah, yeah, right, for example. And then when I hear whatever other place, I'm like, oh, no, not really, mm-hmm. or, right? But because of the state of everything right now, everything seems so unstable and just so we are on the precipice of something. We all know this and we're all here you know, in this soul agreement. As Tara was saying, sometimes for me, just taking that step back and knowing from what you exactly said, like that there's an inner knowing that knows to guide Mm -hmm. and to, to support in whatever way that needs to. And that's why I feel like I've always had a hard time with the concept of vision boards and things like that, because I felt like I was pinning myself to a very small idea of what I thought I wanted when the universe had all the possibilities and things that I couldn't even have imagined yet. And um, I guess with that, uh, maybe we can talk a little bit about these myths, right? Mm -hmm. Well, if you don't know, you can't get it. Or if you don't do this, it's not going to work. Or if you do it like that, it's the wrong way or whatever thing. And so even with affirmations for me, I've never felt inclined to them because I felt like I was betraying what I was really feeling or how I was really being embodied in that moment. And just so all of that. And I know that um, you're good about, you know, good at talking about those myths and just guys, let's get this clear once and for all. (laughs) Yes, let's. Um, well, so the, a couple of things. So first I'll talk about like the affirmations and those words and the vision boardy stuff. I, I, I call it 3d stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it's for the mind. Um, and then I want to shift into the situation you were talking about where like, I don't know, you know, with the state of the world, I don't know where I'm going. Um, so first we'll start with the, the myths of affirmations and vision boards and stuff. Um, what I see is when we're creating vision boards, you know, from like magazines, newspapers, saying you know, that stuff, um, or printing stuff out from the internet and then gluing it on something physical. Um, so there's that. And then there's also affirmations that people get from Instagram, from Pinterest, and they're like, oh, this is nice. And then they write it. I'm going to write it a hundred times because when I write it a hundred times, then that means it's going to come true, basically. Um, that that's a lot of those actions come with energy that comes from limitation because when you're doing those actions there's still an element of doing it right and doing it wrong and when you're coming from that space of separation there's you can, there's no way to be whole from it um so when you can and then of course if you don't know who you are then you're making stuff as the person that you're not so then it doesn't happen Mm -hmm. right um so what i advise people to do when they want to have affirmations to speak or mantras to repeat for themselves is to read read all of them read them out loud to yourself and see how the words 
feel when they come out of your mouth because we are the channel. Our body is the channel. And we have to test things versus using our mind to tell us what's right or what's wrong. Our body knows. We have, our body has the infinite knowing. So, um, you know, like I am abundant, right? So if I'm like, ah, I'm abundant, I'm abundant, I'm abundant. But inside I'm like, but I only have $100 in my big account. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm working three jobs and, and they all suck and I hate what I do. But you're saying I'm abundant, I'm abundant. Then you're, you're hitting the, the brake and the gas at the same time on yourself and you're allowing yourself to be stuck. Um, so what people don't know about affirmations is what's going on in your head about them. And this is the stuff that needs to be released because it's not you and it's not helping you make that thing come true. Yeah. Tara actually introduced me to the idea that we are the channel and it blew my mind. <laughs> um, and then once I understood it, I was like, oh, right. Okay. <laughs> this changes everything. Whole new world whole new world because then all of a sudden i had the power yeah all of a sudden let's just break that down really quickly before we go into the other part so what i hear you saying is that there's a whole set of ideas that is behind what we're saying right when we say i am abundant i am beautiful and then we're questioning those statements as we speak them and unless we get that cleared out and we break down those stories about who we are, the things that we've done, et cetera, et cetera, unless they're cleared out from that background, you're trying to do something, but you're preventing yourself from doing it. Yes. So it's almost like an, a thing that you're, you're going, but you're not really going because there's no coherent force moving in one direction. Yes. Correct. Okay. Um, I have another analogy, a more, a more physical one that will help that I like to use too. So I like food. Yes. I like food. Food. I like food. food. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Okay. Um, I don't cook a lot. I don't bake a lot, but I understand the concept of food and making food. <laughs> um, so here's one that I use a lot is imagine you're, you're baking a vanilla bean cake. Okay, you're baking a vanilla bean cake and you have the ingredients and you have the this and the I don't know, flour. I don't know, anything. And anyway. Flour. Right? Flour maybe. Okay. I don't know. Uh, vanilla <laughs> drops. Okay. <laughs> so you put you put all the things in, you mix it around, you pour it into the we're making muffins, into the muffin pan, you put it in the oven, bake, comes out, yay, you open it up, white, yay, beautiful, fluffy, yummy, delicious. Okay. Did it right. When you're manifesting and you're putting doubt and fear and worry and anxiety in the recipe that you're gonna bake, it's like putting food coloring in your batter. It's like putting blue, green, red. Are there more? <laughs> you're putting all of these things and you're mixing it all and you put it in, you're like, I did it. And you take it out and it's like different colors. Parts are black, parts are brown, some are weird some are white and you're like what what why didn't it work mm. it's because energetically you're putting food coloring that's not supposed to be in there that you're not intending in there but while you're mixing those little um, we'll call them elves from your ego mind they're <laughs> like drop 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 
and you don't know it. You don't know it. So this is where coaching and, and working with someone who can be a mirror can be helpful because they can help you where you don't see. It's, it's all about shedding light on the blind spots. Mm-hmm. It's all about a- holding the hands of the elves and being like, over here. <laughs> We're not messing up this time. Yes. Bye, little elves. We don't need you anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it's that purification process, basically, of of the self, the not self. Yes. You know, and that happens in its own process. But yeah, totally. Sometimes we have to eat those like brown, (laughs) weird brown, green, red muffins to be like, wait a minute, this is not what I want. Wait, this does not look like the picture on Pinterest, okay? Like the picture, and it doesn't taste right. <laughs> Have you really seen that? There's a there used to be, I don't know now, and I don't know if it was a website, but somebody I remember years ago, like the Pinterest fails, where people pull the picture of <laughs> and then this is what happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This cute little like rabbit um cookies or whatever thing and then the person just, they're like uh yeah that, no that's it looks like a gremlin it's like yeah. <laughs> like a blob yeah. <laughs> like just the thing that you're like oh yeah that's gonna work out <laughs> i love the analogy of the baking because baking is so it's such a science and it's so precise and we're talking about not only the science of it but we're talking about something even bigger than the science that it's energy and life itself and so it's almost like trying to put something that's bigger than that into a thing that's very easy to understand because all of a sudden it's visual you can taste it you can touch it and it's like oh yeah i get this of course how am i going to bake this how am i going to do a red velvet cake if i put food blue green yeah Yeah, that's just not going to work Yeah. Exactly. How do you see, how do you see people sabotaging themselves throughout? Because yes, that's a fun in the process of allowing the, an element of self-deservance and, and and self-worth, that I feel like it's a big plug, right? That it's not necessarily connected for most people. That was my biggest thing for a long time. Mm-hmm. In my, in, it's an unconscious process. And then I would find myself in this moments of like realizing like, oh, here I am again, playing that I'm not worthy enough. Yeah. Or good enough for this. And so maybe let's talk about how do people sabotage and, you know, and mm-hmm. how do you see that happening? And I feel like that can bring clarity and awareness for some people listening. Uh, I think when it, what it like, I could say, you know, three to four to five things, but the main like deep foundation of it is people's attachment and connection to their past. Mm. And it's the identity that created their past. It's more specific. Um, Like they, like, so for me, so my name is Lizelle. I think I'm Lizelle and Lizelle is Filipino and she's married and she's a business owner and she has kids and she lives in Hawaii all of these things under the name, right? But those are just things that I was able to experience through living my life with that name. Mm -hmm. And it's great to 
have that experience under under my belt, so to speak, but that's not me. Those are just things that I have experienced. So the biggest blocks that I have seen, especially in the last year, are people don't think they're good enough. They don't think they're worthy. Um, the, third, the second one is um, they don't think they're ready or they don't think that they, like, can. Um, and then the third, like, main one is they don't, they don't even know that they have the opportunity to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I'd like to invite everybody to just take a pause here and close your eyes and touch in your heart and just feel this presence of self-worth in this space right now. So many of us are walking around, as Lizelle says, because of our stories and the experiences that we've had in life, detaching ourselves from our worth. I offer this space as a moment of connection of us and our worth and the unlimited beauty, grace, joy, and fulfillment that comes from that. I felt the laser light. (laughs) (laughs) That was laser light. I was expecting you to come like this. It was straight up like. And I was like, "Uh uh-huh. Okay. That's the source connection. That's the source connection, baby. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny how we argue with um, whatever you want to call it. Source God, you know, we're like, no, no, no. I'm not worthy. No, but wait, you're here. You're created out of all that is just like everybody else. No, but I'm an exception. I'm, I'm not worthy. You know, it's like this argument that we have, which of course we have compassion for because it's our mind, it's our ego, but it's also very arrogant to, to separate ourselves out. It is of God of being that like, come on, really? You think that you just you and all the whole world, you're the only one who's not worthy of like all the things, you know? So I just like to throw a, li- a little jab in there for, for people who, who get activated with like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I have a question for you girls. Yeah. yeah. Have, have you read the Celestine prophecy? Yes. Ah, I just, I just discovered it the last yeah. couple months. So you guys are listening. This is a sign. That's a good one. That's it's a good book. It's, it's very entertaining to read it. Oh, yeah. It's, it's good. Um, man, man, they're like, I want to read it. You're like, whoa, what? Wait. Yeah. Very captivating. Oh, yeah. Like right from like author's note in the first page in the book. Um, <laughs> but what it, I mean, what it does is it, it allows, oh, I can, I can share what it did for me. So it allowed me to reflect on my life in real time, mm. which was really cool because this book was written however many years ago. Um, and even like with the, the, the deep inner work and the coaching, all the, the stuff that I do, 
there was so many elements to like what we're here to learn as we discover more of who we are and what we can actually do. Like, like we're not special. I'm not special. I just chose to release the stories and I chose to release the baggage that my parents carried. And I chose to release the baggage that, you know, old versions of me carried because like, if you think about it and you think about your future version, like your highest version of you, does he or she have those thought limiting thoughts, beliefs, fears, anxieties? Do they live with those things every day? Probably not. And if they don't, then what are you doing holding on to those right now? If that's the direction that you're walking, just let it go. And you're going to help yourself in the process. And everybody, the whole world. Oh, yes. I mean, just by being your lighter self is such a gift to the world. Like, you don't even have to do anything. You're just like, oh. And I love that you touched on this, like, I'm not special. I mean, in a way, of course, we're all unique and beautiful and special and blah, blah, blah. All that, you know, all that stuff. However, the, the need to feel special is still this lack lack belief of I am not good enough. I'm not worthy. So then it's like, oh, make me feel, I need to feel special. Oh yes, I am the one that's doing this and that. Yes, you are. However, you can't be more special than just like being God and being source, you know, being what you are like, that's it. That's enough. Like there isn't anything else we need to add on to that to make you feel more validated, you know? So I love that. That word. I feel like with that comes a disconstruction of the lies and the deceit of the world that we've come accustomed to in a way, because when you start stripping away the degrees and the the accomplishments and all of that and really connecting to your presence, that is so powerful, that is so important, that is so deep, then all of a sudden things start to fall away in a different um, perception of reality starts to set in. And oftentimes I've had friends tell me, you know, that's terrifying for me to think about, or I don't want to look into that. And I like saying, well, but being on the other side of bullshit is liberating. There's such freedom that comes with just kind of seeing things for what they are and not romanticizing things anymore. And then you're faced with how are you going to be in relation to all of this? Because that's your ultimate choice, right? And then you're free to make whatever decision that you like. And um, I think that there's so much power and and beauty that comes with that, this embodiment. I agree. (sighs) I want to touch on the stories really quick. Yeah. why, while both of you were speaking, <clears throat> I both my parents have passed and my mom passed last year. Mm-hmm. And there is, I can touch parts of me that have died through that and parts of me that were ignited through that process because all of a sudden I didn't have certain stories anymore to hold on to. And then it's like, oh, okay, well, wait. So I get to then choose now. And the power of that creator mentality 
it's so um, invigorating. And I feel like oftentimes on the other side of fear is creation. We talk about love, but there's also creation, right? How can we infuse the places in ourselves that are disconnected or that feel unworthy with creation? Well, what did you come here to do? And that can shift throughout your life and it doesn't have to be just one thing. And I feel like we've been duped into that also. What is your purpose? Like there's only one thing that you're supposed to do and you cannot be multifaceted or whatever thing. And so I invite everyone to also see the shedding of the stories as opportunities for rebirthing. You know, nothing is, nothing dies without something being born because energy is always transmuting. And so the fear will be there, but the freedom and the liberation and the opportunities are also right on that other side. bringing it back to manifestation. So the the more stories that we unravel in ourselves and and disbelieve, you know, the more that manifestation power is just, it's just who we are and it just comes and it's literally, there's no, we always talk about that. So you don't try, don't try to manifest, you Mm -hmm. know, that trying energy, like you're saying, it's a grasping thing and nobody, nobody wants that. Nobody and no thing ever wants that. And it's not coming to you if you're putting that out. <laughs> right. I mean, okay. Think, think about, okay, you go to a bar. And you're like, I'm just going to have a glass of wine and just be out because I don't want to be in my house and I want to have this wine and it's going to be nice. And then this guy comes over and he's like, I need you in my life. You're beautiful. And you're like, get away. <laughs> right? 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 Same yeah. thing. So. All in all, if you can imagine yourself being on the other side of the manifestation, how do you want to feel? Mm. Do that. Yes, do that. Mm -hmm. Do that. (laughs) Just do that. Just do that. If you want to do something, do that. Do that. Otherwise, just be. Just be. Just be. That's a great tip right there, guys. Did you take notes? That's very important. And oftentimes, I think when people look into the ways that they've manifested situations, circumstances, opportunities, people, things, objects, whatever thing. It's when, and you touched this in the very beginning, it's when you let it go and you didn't think about it anymore. Mm-hmm. And you, you put that intention, you created that, you know, planted that seed. And then when you receive it, you're like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. Awesome. Well, that is something I wanted. I mean, I can, I think we can all agree and everybody listening probably is the same. Anytime you have ever like tried for something, wanted something so bad, da, 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 it never works. But every t- if you can think of any amazing thing that's ever happened to you in your life, what is the state you were in when that thing revealed itself to you or unfolded or whatever? You were not thinking about it. You weren't focused on it. You were in a state of like joy and surrender, whatever. I mean, if, and the reason in my experience, why we want to try and hold, because we think if we don't, it won't happen or this, you know, whatever we have to, we have to be the ones to do something. And if you do let that energy go, however slowly that happens for you. And even if everything in your life, you lose it, say you lose it, right. It falls away. All the money, all the stuff, all the great. Yes. Yes. Do that. And then watch 
from there, I mean, that's been my experience in these past years. I mean, Lizelle knows I got rid of everything. I mean, everything and no money. I know nothing, like nothing. <laughs> and she so I just let leave out. clothes with me. What's that? <laughs> she even had to leave some clothes with me. Oh yeah, I left clothes. The chair Lizelle's sitting in. I left my yes, this chair. Yeah. I mean, I so much. I just was like, no, I'm, and so I just everything fell away, and then. That is the, if that has to happen for you, let it happen for you. It's beautiful and it can be uncomfortable for sure, but that's life folks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And everything is temporary. Yes. Yes. Everything. Yes. Even the discomfort, it's all temporary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just like Liz was saying earlier, like just get to the other side of bullshit. And once you're there, it's, you're free. But so many people are attached to the, the person that they are being attached to the bullshit, but I have, and oh, but, uh, and the, uh, so people are attached to the butts. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just let the butts go because that's what's keeping you from what you want. <clears throat> yes. Yes. Mm. So many juicy and rich nuggets in this conversation. I know. Mm. Lizelle, is there anything you want to leave us with? Yes. Well, two things, two things, two things, short. Um, I have my course out. It's a five-day manifesting money challenge. So that's on my website, which is lazellezeager.com. And this is all new. This is my fourth baby that I birthed this year. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, that's what it feels like. I'm, I'm just here to hold space and allow people to clear away their money bullshit and Mm -hmm. actually allow in the abundance that they want so badly, but doing it in a way where they're doing the work while having fun. And then it's really just see what you can do here. And then know that here you could, you could do it anywhere Mm -hmm. with love. You could do with opportunities, you could do with anything, not just money, right? Because everything we do, what, what is it? Because, um, how we do one thing is how we do everything. Mm-hmm. So living in that space of alignment, you practice with money. You have a lot of fun with money. Do it elsewhere. Do it elsewhere. Do it yes. elsewhere. So mm. it's a really fun thing that I am launching and setting off into the world for everybody to play. Um, and then the second thing that I want to say is if you're feeling challenged, stuck, scared, worried, anxious, all of these things, but you know you you uh, you know that you're here to make a big positive impact in the world. Just know that the universe is testing you because it's testing you to see if you can hold the light that is coming. Mm. Deep breath. Hold that in. That light. Cool. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you, Lizelle, for being here today. Thank you. Thank you for having your your laser light with us. (laughs) I love that so much. (laughs) I think the next one is going to be laser light with Lizelle. I'm just yeah. That's right. Our next our next one we do together will be (laughs) okay. For for your laser shields, open up. (laughs) 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 Just come open and allowing. I love that.
Thank you for sharing your life with us and everyone listening. You're welcome. Thanks, Lizelle. Oh, Hi, little baby dog. <laughs> <laughs>